All right, everybody, welcome to Talk CDL and my co-host, Miss Ruthian. Hey! Wow, that was pretty loud. <laughs> Your chipperness was like blowing my ear out. Okay, I'm going to turn the volume down. What's that from? Do you remember? What's that? <laughs> uh, um, was it Zoolander? No, 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 no. no. Oh, Night at Roxbury? <laughs> yep, there it goes. Yeah. <laughs> that's pretty sad when you can like <laughs> make a grunt and I'm that's like when I we were watching the, the movie last night and, and I went you got 10 seconds to mm-hmm. get off who was that the creeper that's the creeper movie the, the jeepers creeper yep, the cat lady when the cat lady <laughs> when when the creeper was pretending to be a scarecrow in the field and sh- she was talking to uh uh Derry and what was the girl's name Trish Derry and Trish Trisha Trisha after the creeper attacked them and she noticed the scarecrow was different. Mm-hmm. And she said, you got 10 seconds to get off. Now, what's funny, she goes, who's with you? And they're like, no one. She goes, that's not my scarecrow. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we do like Jeepers Creepers. Mm-hmm. One, two, and three. And it's amazing. Four is coming out. They already, It's already been completed. And, and I'm actually going to make a video for truck drivers. Were you just doing like Catwoman with your eyes? <laughs> this is kind of weird. It is pushing in my sinuses there. Oh. No, I'm I'm actually doing a video for 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 um our community because uh, most people don't realize this. Jeepers Creepers one was made where? Here. Right here in <laughs> Citrus County, Florida. It it started in Ocala, but then it was in Dunellen also. Yeah. And the little church, you know, that they he was throwing the bodies down was that was in Ocala. The diner that they went to, that was outside of Ocala. Mm-hmm. And then the, the famous the famous move where the creepers coming around the bend or the, the camper. Remember they had to pass the camper out with the old people in it in the beginning of the movie. Mm-hmm. And they come around this turn and they pull off and then all of a sudden you see the creepers. The cre- uh, uh, exactly. The, the creeper car. Mm-hmm. And then he comes up and starts blowing his horn. That's like just a few miles from where we're at right now. Yeah. And so I'm gonna I'm gonna do a video right down that lane and and show everybody the history of because I, I don't think truckers have been down that I don't think that's a, a road truckers can go down. I mean it is a back road. Yeah, but I just don't know if it's gonna look exactly the same anymore. But no, it's not. There's actually a before and after picture, you know, with the way things have grown in. Oh, yeah, okay. But I'm, I'm still gonna I'm still gonna make a little video. It's interesting. You can do it without me. Yeah, no, you're. I wasn't gonna. <laughs> I, I wasn't including you. Good. I never include you in videos. So we've got a few things to talk about today. We do trucking. Always trucking things. Um. We're going to be talking about the under 21 pilot that they're doing. You've got some an article on that. Mm-hmm. We'll be talking about it. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll be talking about, I've got a little article that I've got to, I'm going to give a guy an award today, the Dunce Award uh, for um, embezzling off of his employer after he's been dead. You know, it's a trucking company. Um, and we've got a couple other things to talk to. I want to talk, I want to talk about uh, just a little bit about being stuck this week. This week, interstates have been shut down all over the place. And in Virginia, there's like a lot of articles of what's going on. People were stuck for like 15 hours in frigid weather. People were out of fuel. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I, I could have sworn I was like just glancing at stuff. And I could have sworn that the governor of the state was trying to blame truckers for it. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I didn't really read that really much but you know so you've seen it too it wasn't just me yeah, like everybody wants to blame everybody else you know what i mean like how do you blame, the truckers? blame the truckers? 
but anyways, bottom line is, let's talk about being stuck and what th- what people were doing. It was pretty cool. You were stuck today. I oh my gosh, I was stuck in sugar sand out in the woods hunting. But you know, nobody cares about that. <laughs> well, I, just we, I had funny. to. I literally <laughs> had to get underneath my truck and dig it out <laughs> with my hands. My, Eddie was with me, my buddy that hunts, and and my dad was with. We we had took took my dad. He's like really old. And uh, he, I just said, Dad, you sit in the truck and, and we'll push and I'll dig. And it, it just reminded me of being in snow. <laughs> you know, I just couldn't stand it. But anyways, uh, I want to talk about how, how the truck sales are going. And we'll talk about that here a little bit. But, and you got some articles you want to talk about? You got I do. Some actual real, real good stuff that's coming up this week that I want to make sure everybody is aware of. Perfect. And that's good that you're keeping everybody aware, Little Miss. And... Uh, the word of the day. Word of the day. Do you have a joke for us today? I do. So Ruth Ann's got the joke of the day, and you have a little bit of a fun fact today. I do. I have some interesting facts. Yeah, some fun facts about. I, I'll give a look. Can I give them a hint about the movie? Sure. Uh, well, it's it's about the movie Convoy, right? Yeah. So you got some fun facts about that, and we're gonna get into everything. We're gonna start out with a, which is really cool. I'm gonna mention National Carriers as our first sponsor today. The reason I want to mention National Carriers, they had called me the other day, said, "Hey, man, great news! Um, National Carriers was just picked um, to be one of the finalists in the Carriers Edge and T- TCA contest. That's every year. They're one of the actual finalists, and that's gonna be, I think, like the first week in February. The finalists or the the winners are gonna be announced, but they're already into the finalists. But what's cool about this award, Ruthann? Hmm. The only way you can your trucking company can be in this award is by the drivers submitting in entries saying, "Hey, I love this company I'm working for." Hmm. I'm serious in telling their stories. Kind of makes me feel like a like like I don't know special because yeah, no. like we know them. Oh yeah, well, makes me feel good. <laughs> I don't know that they're famous. Or no, but, but, but I still feel good. I mean, that's something that we stand behind, so it makes you feel good when other people recognize it. Right. So drivers, if you're looking for a job that, you know, they're looking for regional and lease purchase drivers, and if you just graduated school, they've got a couple of trainers. They, they can do help. that. Lots of different runs. And and now they're um, one of the finalists to be best carriers to drive for. But you know, it's the first time I ate McDonald's in how long? Oh, we don't eat them that often. I call them what? Rectum rockets? You call them many, many, many things, but we were very short, short, short on time today. So. Oh, yeah. Chicken nuggets. Anyways. I can't eat them, so. Let's move on. Do you have something you want to start off with? I do. I do. Um, so. Oh, wait. I didn't even give Nationals number. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I thought you left something out. I honestly, I did. But when you said you want to, you know, well, we do we do it a little differently. A lot of people record their commercials. We do it live. We do it live. Yeah, every time we do it live. So, eight 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 three one one seven zero seven six. Call National Carriers. Tell them that Talk CDL sent you, and go see why they are up for car- best carrier to drive for this year. Ruthann, let's go. What do you got? Okay, so I have interesting facts about. Convoy I wanted to start with. The reason why is because it's just a, a little tidbit. The truck is actually a 1970 Mac RS700. Did you know that? Uh, the Which one? The one the rubber duck was driving? Yeah. Yeah. No, I did not know that it was. It's been so long since I've seen that movie. I mean, you know what? We're going to watch it again. You have, you've never seen it, I don't think. Have you seen Convoy? Yeah. Long, long, long. We're going we're gonna to watch it. A long time ago. <laughs> We love you long time. Yeah. Okay. You know, we're going to, we're going to, 
We're going to watch that again. Do you remember what color it is? Me- remember what? What color it is. Was it red? No, I think it's blue. Okay. At least that's See, what it's saying on the pictures. I, I can't remember it. I'm, I'm serious. I'm sorry. So just a couple facts. The rubber duck that's on the front of it used to be chrome. But because when they were videoing it, the reflection from the sun was too bright. So they had to actually sand it down and paint it silver so that it wouldn't do anything to the video equipment. So what they also did at that same time is they added a mohawk to the rubber duck. <laughs> which I don't ever remember the rubber duck having a mohawk in the movie, but it, it's been a long time since I've seen that movie. Yeah. And the other little bit of tidbit that I wanted to just mention is the trailer that he pulled was actually a tank triangle tank trailer. What's a tank triangle? I, it's, it's when my tongue just wants to twist everything up and just not get it out. Right. Okay. So, um, a tank trailer, but it actually was not a tanker. It was just like the top of it. So like if you looked underneath of it, it would just look like a... A drive-in? No. A tank? No. Like a half a tank. Oh. Because there was nothing when you look underneath, there was no bottom to it. So it was like just like a... So it was just a... Like a dome. It wasn't an actual real tank, but they made it look like it. Exactly. So so it was basically didn't have a bottom. Right. Okay, I see what you're saying. It yeah. wasn't a completed tank truck, but no. of course, because it's Hollywood. It was like it was cut in half and added wheels. Yeah. So this gentleman, um, he owns a small fleet. He actually has that truck that he uses for truck shows and so forth and, and the original trailer. And he can show you where different parts of stuff like in the, in the pictures that um, Overdrive have, has online. It shows where he's showing where... Um, when cops were shooting at him, where those those detonated bombs or whatever would went off to show where the cops were shooting and stuff. So it was pretty interesting. I didn't know, like I said, that the rubber duck had a mohawk on it. You know, it's not like you really paid attention to the uh, hood ornament. Well, sp- speaking of truck shows, we were invited to Mid America again, yeah. and they are having it this year. We're yep. not sure that we're going to be able to make it this year because of our schedule, but um, I, mean, I wonder if he's there. He may be. Going. He might be. Yeah. His name is um, Fox. Is his last name? Yeah. So um, Anthony Fox. He's out of Georgia. And he, and he owns the he owns the the mm-hmm. rubber ducks truck from yeah. Convoy. Right. Anthony Fox. Awesome. Good job. You got something else for you? You got something else for us, Redan? Yeah. Yeah. I do. I have also um, the CVSA. Okay is having a human trafficking prevention program that they're putting out for this week. It's going to be in um, America from January 11th for this week um, to the 13th. So it's like three days only, 72 hours. I think I caught a little bit of that. They're educating. Actually, law enforcement is getting educated on it along with truckers. Yes. And... um, uh, they were saying, I think, like tour bus drivers, yeah. everybody that's really lives on the road. Right. They're trying to educate. You know, I wish. Is there an online? I would love to go to do an online, you know, little course myself because what they do is they teach you how mm-hmm. to recognize mm-hmm. somebody that is in trouble that's maybe giving you a signal. You know, there's a famous case in Virginia where um, a camper. There was a girl that was sex trafficking. They were sex trafficking her. Um, I guess a family. And she had, 
at a truck stop, she actually had stuck her hand up in the back window because they had her locked in the bedroom. She was trying to wave to people, down, wave them down. And some trucker had the sense. It was She was saved by a trucker. Mm-hmm. She He had the sense to go, something's wrong. Mm-hmm. Something is wrong. And so he called the police. They broke into this camper. And here this girl literally was, was they were prostituting her. And she was like from halfway across the country and I think she was underage too mm-hmm. and, and they rescued her and uh, I would imagine those those parents or whatever are probably in jail right now it's um you can definitely get some information there's some um information that the they have the amount of trafficking that happens as many as 24.9 million men women and children are sold into prostitution domestic servitude or other forced labor around the globe that's a lot of people they actually came up with 150 billion dollars is what they're 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 generating on the suffering of other humans what what's what's really funny is i don't people don't realize how prevalent Sex trafficking. And, you know, back in the days, in the 70s, 70s and 80s, they called it pimping. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of the, you know, they were, they would, especially get a runaway, somebody that's in trouble, somebody that's got a family life that's, you know what I mean, just mm-hmm. got a low, what's the word? Uh, self-esteem. So thank you very much, a self-esteem. And, and they just offer them a place to stay, they get them hooked on drugs, then they pimp them out. Well, it's sex trafficking now. And, and, you know, they're taking kids very young and some of them they're actually taken out of the country mm-hmm. so they can never be seen again mm-hmm. and being sold into different countries. So p- I don't think people realize how actually dangerous sex trafficking really is right now. It's, 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 it's yeah. horrible. It is actually in every single state in, um, the United States. It's in every province in Canada and it's in every state in Mexico. So they're doing this three-day program in um, January 11th through 13th in the United States. They're doing, in Canada, it's February 22nd through the 24th. And in Mexico, it's from March 15th through the 17th because all of North America is being hit so badly with it that, I mean, think about it. We have so many tri- um, tourists, so many different people that just come over. I mean, they all thought, remember back in Aruba when when... The one woman went missing. Holly. Mm-hmm. And how much everybody was trying to find out what was going on with that. They thought, okay, it was in Aruba. It's off the country. They didn't think too much about it as far as being because it was big tourists. But the United States and Mexico and Canada are also really big tourist areas. So we have a whole bunch of people coming in and out constantly out of our borders that even though we have a lot of it um, watched it, it still gets through, especially on the highways. And that's where a lot, of, like you said, that one girl was being, having this happen to her and she was across the country, but she was still within the United States. So nobody, nobody thinks about it then. So what they're doing is um, the CVSA is having this program and it's called the um, H, the, the Human Trafficking um, Awareness Initiative. So it's HTA. I is so, their abbreviation. What are the dates for that again? January 11th, you said? January 11th through 13th. So this week is the one through the United States. Do you have a phone number or something that like, or an email? Uh, and it, well, the web website ad- is cvsa.org. Cvsa.org. Right. If you're a trucking company, uh, perhaps get involved. 
You know, if you're in the trucking industry, get your drivers involved. You know, it's a great message to be putting out that you're trying to help, you know, the the trucking community be aware of of some things that we need to we need to take a stance on and fight for because you never know whose whose kid is the next victim. And I I hope it's nobody, you know, but. You know, get involved. It happens so easily. And then you have all these kids that all they're doing is being on the Internet. And But who best, who best, Ruthann, to be on the watch for this but truckers? Truckers. Because truckers watch people go by them all day long. So what this, this, this place, what they will do is um, show you different things like, you know, stuff to watch for, stuff to think. Um, There's different um, signals that you might not realize are signals that someone's asking for help. So go to the website, cvsa.org and get involved, get involved, request some information. All you have to do is sign up. You could be a sponsor, everything. So go check it out. Go check it out. Moving on. Moving on. How about Ruthann? We talk about Carter Lumber for a second. Carter Lumber. Yeah. You know, what's interesting about Carter Lumber. We just had them on, I think a week or two ago mm-hmm. on as a guest and we had an interview with them and it's interesting how, you know, I can't wrap my head around 166 locations, little terminals. Like I know that. there are so many of them. So, I mean, if you're a, a driver that's looking for a local home everyday job, whether it's class A or class B, odds are you can get on with Carter Lumber. Um, if you go to www.carterlumber.com, dot com forward slash talk cd that's all you gotta know is really carterlumber.com forward slash talk cdl it's like a little maybe five seconds you just leave your name and uh you know your experience or whatever you got it's like a quick couple questions and you submit it and they call you and interview you and bring you in and hire you as a local driver call carter lumber today tell them talk cdl sent you again the address not the phone number is carterlumber.com forward slash Talk CDL. Ruthann, what else you got? Uh, you got something else or you want me to throw something in here? Well, I can I can give an interesting fact also. What's the fact? Did you know that spider silk is stronger than steel? Because of how small it is? Like if it was as thick as steel? I mean, I, Despite I'm just being reaching. Thinner than the, well, there, it's thinner than human hair and lighter than cotton. It's still stronger than than steel. According to the Science Magazine, the insect trapping egg protecting material is a full five times stronger than steel of the same diameter. So if it's the same exact size, spider silk is still five times stronger. I know this. They say that when you walk into a spider web, it's the best karate instructor in the world. (laughs) Do matrix moves. I mean, I'm serious. Do you remember remember that time we were four-wheeling and Mark, our buddy Mark, and we were four-wheeling, and if nobody has ever seen a banana spider, they're like big... They're harmless. They don't. Mm-hmm. They don't bite that I know of. But they look like they could kill you. And he went through <laughs> on his four wheeler, and there was like a, a one probably half the size of my hand, and it went right in his face. And all you heard was, it was, a, it was I over the four wheeler. So you can imagine yeah, how loud he was. Exactly, because his his was a two stroke. Mm-hmm. So uh, it was a two stroke motor, which is louder than a four stroke. And you could you could hear him whining like a little baby. And it was funny. Anyways, moving on, Ruth Ann. Check this out. 
I want to read that article that I talked about before. Okay. Man admits to embezzling hundreds of thousands of trucking, uh, I'm sorry, hundreds of thousands of dollars from a trucking company after the owner died. Okay, it says a North Carolina man has pleaded guilty to charges related to the embezzlement of a large sum of money from his trucking company employer following the death of the company owner. Now, the really bottom line is this is guy, this guy's the the what you would call the CFO, the chief. He's probably the chief financial officer. So what he did was uh, his his name. I want to give his name out because I really want to give him that award. You know, he's facing twenty years in prison. All right, um, his name is Benjamin Padua. He's 56, pleaded guilty to a wire fraud in court, according to a news release from the U.S. Attorney's Office, Western District of North Carolina. Authorities say that from September of 2019 to February of 21, it's like almost two years, Padua abused his senior finance position with his employer. They didn't identify the trucking company. Okay, you could probably look it up. Um, he used false. He falsified documents and improper accounting entries to embezzle hundreds of thousands of dollars. Hey, you know what? Crime does not pay like you think it does. Because when you get caught, you're the one paying. Mm-hmm. It's saying he's he's facing up to 20 years in prison. I I would love. To, this is all I really got to say about this guy. You know, I would just for that moment. I would love to be the the guard walking him in. And so I could just look at him and go, meet your new boyfriend, meet your, meet your new wife, you know, honestly, because you're going to be here for a long time. Get used to, get used to what is about to happen. I mean, honestly, and truly to me, it's like, okay, so you're going to take advantage of a guy that built up a trucking company, a family or whatever it was. Right. Mm-hmm. And your talent is just stealing, St- taking things that weren't yours. Right. And, and just honestly, that's why people don't trust people. It's exactly why. I mean, seriously. It's, it's one of those situations where you ruin it for the next guy. you damn right the next guy. Mm-hmm. You, you'll, they'll be watching him like a hawk. It's, yeah. it's like, you know, he went and invented, what he did was he invented um, these agreements that the owner supposedly gave him, right? When the owner's dead, can't really say, you know, defend anything. Mm-hmm. And like he, he increased his pay and all kinds of crazy stuff. And and through all kind of things like insurance and stuff, and the guy received like a lot of money. It's like, dude, I mean, we it's bad enough right now in the economy. There you are, 2019. Now when did COVID hit? Was it 19, or it was like at the end of 19, wasn't it? The very very end, beginning of 20. Right. So this guy is in bad times over there, stealing away, and now guess what? You get to play with Bubba. Oh, I wonder if he ever took advantage of the government handouts that they were giving people to. You know he did. You Ooh, know he did. He has to get more trouble for that, too. You know he did. Yeah, because 20 is when everybody, everything had to shut down. Yeah. So. Mo- moving on. Moving on. Let's move on. That was just, that was just like a little dinky article, you know. Um, in fact, you can go over to CDL Life and read the rest of that. Ruthanne, how about your buddy? J.J. Keller. J.J. Keller. Yes, the trucker secretary. 888-601-2017, the trucker secretary. This is where you really want to contact them to make sure that you're doing all your paperwork properly. Beginning of the year, you make sure everything's filed right. You want to make sure everything you have together. 
definitely want to do it. I and I look just f- f- a couple seconds more of JJ Keller. You can't say enough about these people. They're it's very low cost. It's like having a staff on hand. Mm-hmm. Seriously, that's what it if, is. If you're, when you're a, a lease purchase guy, or you got maybe two or three trucks, you're in. You're officially in business. I know some trucking companies that have 10, 20 trucks, and they're trying to handle everything on their own. And they're literally these guys are like burning themselves out. You need to um, put people you know, in a position that can take care of the little things for you. And so you can concentrate on running your company. Right. So 888-601-2017. JJ Keller, call this the trucker secretary today. Ruthann, you got something else for me? Why did the turkey cross the road? Why? To prove he wasn't chicken. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Was that your joke of the day? <laughs> My joke. <laughs> Okay. Um, anyways, let's move on. Check this I out. Think my joke flopped with you. I mean, I'm giggling. I'm trying to keep my voice from not being like totally laughing. And I guess my joke flopped with you. No, I mean, I get, I get the joke. I'm reserving the laugh. Um, and uh, it was funny. So later out of the blue, when you laugh, I'm just going to have to. Do you remember when uh, um, Mark and Mindy, you remember them? Yeah. Robin Williams. Yeah. And when he would laugh, he'd go, R, 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 R. I'm going to do that from now on for you. Uh, R, R, no, R, R. No, 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 no. FMCSA. FMCSA, what about them? They have a program. Which is? Oh, the under 21 pilot. Yes. Talk to me. Do you want me to start that off or you you got some stuff? Well, I, what would you like to do? Well, would you like it, me to start? It doesn't matter. Listen to this. It says during the pilot program. Okay, and, and this was something they were supposed to kick off a while ago. They're finally now trying to kick this off. And I know a lot of people are not liking it, and some people are liking it. I personally, you want the truth, I like it. I really do. Um, it says, during the pilot program, apprentices will complete two probationary periods during which they may operate in interstate commerce only under the supervision of an experienced driver in the passenger seat. Now, these are guys that are 18 to 20, Ruthann. Mm-hmm. Okay, when you're 17, you can go into the Army, and you can, I just, I'll keep saying this till the day I die. You, when you're 17, you can go into the Army, and you can go out in the field and fight in a battle and die for your country, okay? It's just as simple as that. If you can do that, I think, and, and here's the other thing. Do you know how many years you were, uh, you've been able to get your CDL at 18? It's called intrastate driving mm-hmm. only. And we've talked about this before. Mm-hmm. If you're an 18-year-old kid, you can get it. You can get your license and you can drive. Um, I can't think of his name. We had a kid on um, in Ohio or Illinois that he was 18 when he came on. And he was driving along those Pete, okay, uh, for a company who was hauling cattle, staying in the state. You know, honestly, I drove when I was 17. I had my, my, seat, my uh, Class C permit. At 17, I got the permit. At 18, I was actually with my grandfather driving. And so I'm just telling you guys, it's not a bad program. They're making sure these guys, it says the first probationary period must include 120 hours minimum of on-duty, uh, on-duty time, of which at least 80 hours are drive time in the CMV. To complete this probationary period, the employer must determine competency in interstate city traffic, rural two-lane, and evening driving, safety awareness, number three, speed and uh, space management, number four, lane control, number five, mirror scanning. That's important, mirror scanning. Yeah, you when taught you me go, that 
Yeah, every so many seconds. You're supposed to be looking back and forth. Um, right and uh, left turns and logging and complying with rules relating to hours of service. So really my take is this. If you're a trucker at 18 and you're allowed to drive from border to border in Texas, but you can't cross the line, it makes it illegal. Ooh. I mean, <laughs> honestly and truly, that's just ridiculous. This is a pilot program. I think it's going to last three years. Yeah. You got any more to add on that? Well, there's a, the second one. The second? The second probationary period Go has ahead. to be 280 hours of on-duty time with at least 160 of it driving. It must include training and backing and maneuvering in close quarters, pre-trip inspections, fueling, fueling pl- procedures, Weighing loads, weight distribution, sliding tandems, coupling and uncoupling, trip planning, truck truck routes, map reading, navigation, and permits. So they're covering all the rest of that part. After the completion of the secondary probation period, the apprentice may begin operating the CMV in interstate commerce unaccompanied by an experienced driver. I'm all for it. Uh, after reading what they're making them do a lot, I, I, fe- I felt as though, you know, that's good because the drivers that are on there now that are, are training with these, these younger, these younger yes. men and women to, to do this, they're going to be teaching them the proper way of doing them. So I think that's good because heck, some of these drivers that are going to school and coming out aren't even using these procedures. So what better than to get them while they're young and starting out to make sure that they keep doing the proper way of doing it? hundred percent agree. Um, and we had that interview with the school in Pasadena, California mm-hmm. a month or so ago. And uh, quite frankly, I think that's a great program. If more schools would catch on to that and have, you know, you got shop class, you got, you know, mechanic class and all kind of classes in high school, VOAG, all that stuff. Why not have a trucking class, you know, with a simulator and get these guys, okay, to the point where they have a future in trucking? You know, the more we teach our younger people about trucking, the, the less we'll have as far as a shortage like we have been. I think, just to be honest with you, Ruthann, I think the country, including all of us, I think we missed the boat years ago by putting trucking to this this level of, oh, a young guy can't handle it. Well, that's bullshit. Okay, I'm going to tell you that right now. You know, I was driving trucks around my grandfather's yard and doing things as, as a kid, okay, being mentored. This is a mentorship, mm-hmm. okay? This really, and uh, these guys can do it. We treat, you know, the problem is our adults right now, they go, oh, every one of these kids are freaking entitled and they want to be coddled. Boo hoo hoo. You should be a real man like me. But then you don't want to give the guy a chance to be a trucker. You see, in one side of your breath, you say, these kids are, are their parents are coddling them and they're like pussies today. But but on the other side of your breath, you think trucking's too hard for a lot of guys are against this. What I'm saying, mm-hmm. and I think that you guys all we we're men, guys. These young guys can be toughened up and taught to do this. It's not that hard, okay? Mentally, physically, everything. I'm telling you, I believe in this program. Uh, like I said, after reading what all needs to be done, and you know the the. Um the FMCSA has petitioned the White House to get what's called the ICR, which is called an information collection request regarding the program. So they're trying to get them to do an emergency approval of everything so they can get it going because 
so many truck drivers don't want to go to work and they have kids that want to. So that's awesome. For real. That is super awesome. Um, hey, before we move on to the next segment here, I want to give a shout out. You know, we, we get a lot of emails and we get a lot of messages on Facebook. And we try to mention people, but I got a, we got a message from a, a Michaela or a, is that how you pronounce her name? It's a, a female, M-I-C-H-A-E-L-A, Michaela Hankins. Is that how you would pronounce that, Ruthann? Here's here it is right there. What do you, is that at the top there? Is that Michaela, Michella, Michaela, Michaela? I'm thinking it's Michaela Hankins. She writes in and she said this. She said, "Hi, I just wanted to say I love the podcast. I started listening when the hospital I worked for gave the option of jab or unemployed, and I decided to uh, looking into trucking." Thankfully, I was able to keep my job when they repealed that mandate, but I still like listening to the podcast. It makes me more aware when I'm driving my little car around 18 wheelers and I feel like it's real, it's real world informative. Thanks for so much wonderfully entertaining podcasts, even to a non-trucker from a non-trucking family. Thank you, Michaela. How beautiful was that? It's like, I, you know, we get a lot of people that are trucking, and, and, I, and I know we got a lot of people that are non-trucking, but it's nice to know that people are taking some of the advice and some of the interviews they hear on this show and going, you know what, I better watch myself around trucks. Mm-hmm. You know, brake checking or cutting them off or, you know, tailing them and doing, you know, just stay away from trucks if you're in a four-wheeler. That's the one, my advice. Um, what did Miyagi say? Bino there, <laughs> right? We That's, watched Cobra Kai last night. Yeah, we watched Cobra Kai last night. He said, best de- defense, Bino there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. Don't, don't. So best defense around a tractor trailer, get away from them. That's your best defense. So thank you, Michaela Hankins, uh, for really uh, supporting the show and writing in and all that other good stuff. We, we love you. And, and uh, we, we love it. Actually, we love all of the people that write in and, and listen to us and, and, uh, I, you know, personally, I just want to say this. I mean this sincerely. You know, over the years, I probably would have quit. We started this in 2015. I probably would have quit years ago because there's a lot of work into a podcast. You know, I probably would have quit if it wasn't for people encouraging us. I'm serious. True. Dead serious. I True. Mean they this. made us feel like it was something that was beneficial for them. Yeah, exactly. And if it's great that people are getting something out of the podcast. So moving on. Uh, to load smart. How about load smart, Ruthann? They are um, something else. They 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 invented this uh, break even calculator mm-hmm. called Camion, K A M I O N, and the Camion break even calculator will and and guys and gals, you have no idea. You know, right now we're in good times for truckers that are owner operators. I can tell you right now, don't take advantage of that. Okay, without trying to cut corners. You don't want to just lose your money. Right. I mean, there's you guys could be making more, and this is a free calculator. All you do is plug your information into it, and it'll tell you where you need to, um, you know, or if you're making money or if you're not where really you should be. And that's just go to Camion, K-A-M-I-O-N dot I-O forward slash talk CDL. That's Camion dot I-O 
forward slash TalkCDL. It's a free download. Download this this calculator and 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 watch yourself. If if you're into saving, you know, if if you're bringing home two, three, four, five thousand dollars a week, Camion might be able to add ten, twenty, thirty percent to that. Mm-hmm. Y- you don't know. That's a significant amount. Right. Okay. Moving on. Moving on. Moving on. Um, do you have something else? I mean, I have like one or two more little thingies. I have my word. Well, at least save your word. Okay. Um, da, 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 da. Charge. Yes, charge. What do we got here? There was one other thing I wanted to mention, Ruthann. Oh, this is really what I want to talk about today. Everybody being stuck on the interstates this week in frigid cold weather. There was cars that were running out of gas, abandoning their trucks and cars to try to find safety. And truckers were stepping up. You know, I read articles where truckers were giving them their food. Hey, listen, here's some food. Here's a blanket. And kudos to those guys and gals that recognized somebody's window icing up and there mustn't be running. You know, sitting in a, a, a vehicle that's turned off is colder than on. And I was, I was reading up on it on the way they explain why. But the, inside that metal box, once that starts cooling down in a car or a truck, you're better off being outside. You really are, unless the elements are really, you know, blowing hard or whatever the case is. Right, where you have more of a wind chill going on. Right, if you have a wind chill or, or freezing rain. rain. Yeah, but if not, if it's just outside clear, you're better off getting out and moving around because... The inside of that vehicle is can heat up. Now, if you have a candle, believe it or not, you can light a candle and it will start heating up the inside of your vehicle. A candle, just one little flame. Um, so uh, anyway, so here's a, just some advice, you know, for people that do get stuck. You know, if, if you're a kind person, carry an extra blanket. And, you know, if you're ever in a situation where somebody is stuck, you know, give them a blanket. I'll tell you what I would do I, because it's human life, Ruthann. Whether I was whether I was authorized to have a passenger or not, I would invite somebody into my warm truck. I really would. If there was just sitting there, absolutely a little. There's a family there. I'm not going to let a family die because I I, I don't have a rider pass with me. I'm sorry. I'm going to choose life. Highway over, angel. It. Amen. And I I think if you called your company at that moment and said, listen, we've been sitting here for hours. I know I don't have a rider pass. There is a a man and a woman with three little kids and they are turning blue. I'm bringing them into my truck so they can warm up. We're not moving. I'm just letting you know. Can you send me a rider pass over the Qualcomm? I don't know. If they're not moving, it's one thing. I mean, if you're driving down the road. That's that's a different story to get authorization. Like if it was an emergency situation, yeah, I don't see a company wanting to deny, you know, something like that. But you're just sitting there. You're not going anywhere. You can't move. You know. Yeah. So hats off to everybody that was coming to each other's rescue there, and uh, don't ever be afraid to do the right thing, guys and gals out there. I mean, you're in a dire situation. Believe it or not, I think they were stuck on the. On 95, I think it was 95 they were stuck, not 81. I think it was 95. 95. Yeah, they were stuck on 95 for 15 hours. That's a long time. Yeah, I mean, and if you're, like, for example, it's, it's, it's impossible. Like, say you're somebody that's poor, and you're in a car, right? And, you you know, you don't have a full tank of gas. You have, like, less than a quarter. We've been there. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You're like, oh, man. <laughs> I remember one time I woke up and you were driving and I'm like, Ruthann, it's like, it's down to zero miles. <laughs> My light's been on. Yeah, but, but I'm just saying though. I think it was in Virginia too. <laughs> no, no, it was in Georgia. But, but, but anyways, the bottom line is, you know, 
you've got people that run out of gas and they're going to panic. And, you know, you might have two, two exits to get to and it's two miles and it's freezing cold outside. You don't want to get out and walk. You're in your car. What do you do? Okay, I'm going to get out of my car now. It's broke down. They're just going to have to tow it and that's going to cost me money. People just start irrationally thinking. If you're the person that's prepared you can do the thinking for them. Oh, yeah. That could have actually turned into really something horrible because there are some people that can't handle that pressure. Right. And if you think about it, you know, you're stuck on the side of the road. Um, you know, if you're a person that does get cold or you're hungry, I mean, I could bring a new meaning to the term hangry. I can tell you that because I get really horrible when I am hangry. Now, listen, I will say this. If you're a lady trucker or you're... I'm just saying, I'm not advising women to invite people into their truck because that some you never know what kind of situation can boil over. But definitely try to give out blankets and help out. Well, if it's it, if it's another lady, yeah, you, you just got to look at the situation. If it's a it's a if it's a woman and her child, yeah, that's I'm different. sure the lady trucker will sit there and say, "Come on, get in and get warm." Right, but if it's a bunch of men, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah I, I think the ladies would would definitely figure something else out to do, like yeah. with another, you know, asking another driver to come sit with them. Even yeah, you, you don't know, want to risk things that can happen. You don't want to risk your own safety, is what I'm getting at. But right. in in these cases, everybody's stuck together. I mean, I think you're probably pretty safe inviting somebody in. That's that's you know, probably dying of freezing cold. Right. You don't want to be, you don't want to see something like that. Okay. Hey, listen, real quick. I wanted to mention one other thing I told, I said at the beginning, I was going to mention this. So I'll just kind of briefly mention this moving on here. Um, uh, another report, impossible to find new semi-trucks right now. Uh, 2022 dealers are saying we're sold out. Everything coming is already promised. If you're looking to try to buy a new truck, it's it's going to be impossible. I mean, I've had people calling and sending us messages about getting equipment. I'm like, <laughs> you're, you're not going to get equipment. It's just you're not going to get it. And used vehicles are skyrocketed through the moon. Ridiculous. I, I told the story. I got a buddy that took a 2018. This was like two months ago. He took a 2018 uh, 579 Pete to the market. It had like, honestly and truly, I want to say 500,000 miles on it or something like that. It was it was up there. And um, it did 102,000 on the wholesale market. I mean, that's just sick. I mean, it's, it, it, two years ago, it wouldn't have even brought 70. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, and there he is. Well, it might have brought 70, but it's, it's 30, 40, $50,000, you know, higher all because of what they call supply and demand. To me, I call that gouging. But the bottom line is, if you want it, you're going to pay me. Okay? Parts are hard to get also. If you get a truck right now, this is the other thing you got to take in consideration. If you go out and you buy yourself a new tractor trailer or a used truck, there's certain parts that could take three to six months to get that might not. Like somebody was telling me a knock sensor, for example, right now is three to six months to get. You, If you're a guy, a one-truck chuck, and you get a truck, okay, and knock sensor goes out or whatever the case is, you're, you might be screwed. You might have to bounce your truck if you're making payments on it because you can't even afford You can't drive it. Right. You can't get the parts to drive. But now let's say you're a trucking company with four or 500 trucks. Guess what? You can rob some of your trucks. Mm-hmm. You can keep trucks on hand just for you parts. One for parts, yeah. Exactly. Well, one, more than one you're going to need, you know. So it's, and, and here's the other thing. With these used trucks going through the roof, finance companies are asking, Where's the safety in lending a truck, you know, lending money for a truck with 600,000 miles on it? Okay. It doesn't look, it's not a good deal for the finance company. See, they're not stupid because what I believe is this, when the new trucks start flooding the market, 
when, you know, finally, Lord willing, these trucks start coming onto the market, right? People are going to be going, well, I've got a used truck with a million miles on it. I'm paying the same as that brand new one I can go get. They're going to probably go try to buy the new one and then bounce the used one. And I guarantee that's going to happen a lot. Guaranteed it's going to happen a lot because at that point, you're trying to keep a truck going that you can't. Well, not only that, but the value of that truck that you just spent a lot of money to get because Mm -hmm. of supply and demand is not going to have that same value then. I mean, the housing market had the same thing where all these right. houses, they're, oh, that house, 300000 And then all of a sudden, um, that house is worth maybe 100000 because all, all the other houses came up in the market. Things were better again. So yeah. use your mind on what you want to do. Don't, don't just jump into any situation. Really think it through. Yeah, I mean, unless you're planning on ruining your credit someday, because, well, I'm just saying, like some, I, I had a guy the other day tell me, he said, Troy, he said, it's worth it for me to go and pay double for a damn used truck because of what I can make right now. Well, okay, I get that. But in a year or two, supposedly next year, it's going to start getting better again, Lord willing. If, if it does, if it does, who's going to want to keep the truck that is always breaking down and really doesn't have much of a warranty left. There probably no warranty on some of these trucks. Right. Some of them you have, that's why I said you have to use your mind. I'm actually amazed personally that, that finance companies and banks are actually lending on those trucks on a lot of these used trucks. Well, see here also a lot of the companies, the insurance companies won't let them trucks come on to, onto some of these fleets. So you really actually have to watch that also. And you know, and you know, just I hope I don't confuse anybody with this statement. Speaking of insurance companies, when we were just talking about the 18 to 20 year old kids, mm-hmm. those there's gonna be a lot of those kids can't get a job anyways because insurance companies won't insure them. They're gonna have to be with the big companies because of being self insured. That's all I could say there. But going back to this truck thing, it's a problem, guys. And we just gotta keep getting through it. That's all we gotta do is just take it one day at a time. If you're gonna if you're gonna get a truck, and just so you know this, and you're looking for a great deal, you might as well stop. Okay, because you ain't getting a great deal. Right now, everybody knows what they have is golden. If you're selling a truck, you know what a guy told me yesterday? He said, I was going to, my buddy was going to sell me his 389 Pete, right? He said, because I went and I had, um, what did he have? He had a, he had a 389 or a, a, a 379. And he said, I forget what year it was, but he, he sold it for 60 grand, right? And I said, what year was it? And he told me, I said, yeah, you undersold that for by about $30,000. He goes, yeah, I know, because the first day that I put it on the market, people were, tr- they couldn't get to me fast enough to buy it. He said, and I was scratching my head going, boy, that's really, must be a good deal I'm giving him. Yeah, it was a damn good deal. And now this guy don't have a truck because his buddy realizes, well, if I sell my 389 right now for a lot of money, I got to go spend a lot of money for a truck I don't even know. Mm-hmm. So people are holding on to trucks, and the ones that they're selling, they're selling out the yin-yang. So bottom line, guys, most likely you're going to spend a lot of money to get that used truck. You might as well get that mental ability or take a company job and wait it out till next year when the market starts getting more trucks in. And that's my story of the week, my podcast. Ruthann, I am finished here. You got your word of the day. I do. By Word Genius? By Word Genius. Press that button, girl. Copacetic. Copacetic. I like, you gotta listen to What's that the way one word they go, da, 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 ispialidosis? What's that? Superphalocadulistic ispialidosis. That just reminded me of that. Good. Okay. You gotta hear how he says it. I can't even say that word.
Copacetic. He sounded like a valley dude. I know. That's what I'm yeah. laughing at. Copacetic. Copacetic. It's gnarly, dude. So it is American is the origin, and yeah, it is yeah. 20th century, so it is so is a it new. We, is it West Coast? That's <laughs> what it sounds like. It's slang. It's an adjective, but it is slang What's it for, for all is well. Yeah, copacetic. I, I, I Fine would, or satisfactory, so. I wish it said where it came from. You said it's. America. Yeah, oh, well, it doesn't. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Anyways. So that is it then, Ruth Ann. Well, actually, copacetic is an informal slang word used to convey that everything is all right. It's closely associated with the 1960s surfer culture. I told you. Yep. Yeah, it's a surfer dude. Picture the classic hand gesture of a thumb and pinky sticking out for a visual representation of the word. Despite its uncertain origins, it has been traced back as far as 1915. Just the way he said that. Copacetic. Copacetic. All right. Hey, we're out of here. Peace. Peace. Praise the Lord.